Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. All right, everybody, welcome back to today's uh, first episode where we're doing the interview for 2023. Um, This is, yeah, this is the first one we're talking about this year about meditation. Mm -hmm. Last month, we finished up the year with talking about accessing your romantic self. Sorry, I just dropped my... uh, Earphone. For those of you, <laughs> those things happen. Um, for those of you who want to hear about meditation and how it helps you access your romantic self, I've got that link for you down in the show notes, right? Okay, so today we are completely switching gears and discussing forg- uh, forgiving past hurts and breaking free from toxic relationships. Now, I bet a lot of you are probably really wondering, well, How does meditation really help me with that? Well, we're going to dive in that today in today's session. Mm -hmm. Todd has a lot to talk about that. So I know if you are dealing with having a hard time to forgive people or breaking free from a toxic relationship, today's episode is really going to help you out. But before we dive into today's subject, I want to give just a short intro For those of you who do not know who Todd is and a little bit about his um, meditation practice. So Todd is a licensed marriage and family therapist and licensed clinical social worker with 35 plus years of experience helping couples and individuals heal themselves from crises such as trauma and infidelity. He also helps couples rekindle the passion and aliveness in their relationships. Todd, like myself, is a firm believer in compiling healing modalities in their practice, especially meditation, right? And you incorporate other things like um, EMDR, Mm -hmm. emotional focus therapy, and meditation to help promote optimal healing and living for his patients and people who are enrolled in his um, meditation program. Todd, you've been practicing meditation for 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've personally experienced how it has positively impacted your personal relationship with your wife, and I'm sure many other people, your own health. But to before, I, we've got a really kind of a fun story that yeah. Todd shared with me right before <laughs> right. we got on this episode. So we decided we were going to share that with you guys today, or Todd is, because it's just very apropos to what we're talking about. So why don't I let you do that little, share that fun story, sure. and sure. then we'll dive into today's topic. Sure. Well, I was just sharing with Kristen here, as uh, we were doing about to do this interview, that so... I was realizing a metaphor that appeared in my life. And here's the thing. So I just started uh, learning golf. Golf is one of those games that it's really difficult and very humbling. And I played a couple of golf rounds um, 
uh, in last May was the first, got thrown in there without knowing what I was doing. I was absolutely terrible. I was awful. <laughs> I was, I had maybe one good shot out of the 18 holes. I was pretty lucky, I guess, on that one. And then uh, uh, about three, a few months back, I was a little better, but still all over the place. And so I started taking golf lessons actually with my wife. And uh, I have had now four golf lessons under my belt. I've, I, I, I went to the driving range on Friday, preparing for my Sunday outing, which was going to be uh, part of my birthday celebration, which is coming up this week, was to have my daughter and a boyfriend come down from L.A., and then I was going to go golf with, with John. And so I said, well, God, he's a good golfer. I, I said, let me go to the driving range, see how I do last Friday night. And I wasn't great. I made a lot of bad shots. It wasn't clicking for me. just wasn't terrific. <laughs> So then on Sunday, uh, yesterday, before we were about to start playing, I started taking some practice swings and I looked at John and I went, oh my God, I got it. It just clicked what my golf teacher meant by getting my legs involved in the swing and not being all arms. I get it. And so we went to play and lo and behold, I, <clears throat> I started hitting the ball pretty well. And it was thrilling, you know, and I, I did have a few bad shots because old, old patterns take over. And then I had to make an adjustment. Like, why did I hit it so badly? And then <laughs> hit it again. And then the next shot was like, whoa, there you go. I mean, I was so happy. And I was realizing that like golf, meditation is similar in some ways because you need guidance, you know, to mm -hmm. just meditate without guidance. Uh, you know, for me, the, the, the full golf lessons, and he's a good golf pro teacher was really instrumental but also just practice right just practice and then suddenly it clicks and then i've talked to some you know very advanced golfers who said you know it's humbling though because you're doing well and then you lose it but you know what they <laughs> stick with it and they gain it back well i thought well meditation you got to stick with it for a little while before you get the benefits i mean not that long but at least a little bit you know and and sometimes you feel like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Am I doing this right? Why is this, you know, why am I distracted? And, you know, sticking with it is one thing. Also the guidance, such as a guide like myself, I think is instrumental. And uh, it leads to such great benefits, like the benefit I have yet, had yesterday. Of, I enjoyed my, you know, son-in-law to be, I think it's going to be my son. <laughs> Um, and I enjoy his company, but I also have to say, I enjoy just the thrill of the sound hitting that ball. It was like, whoa, that's what it sounds like when you hit it right and watching it yeah. go. It was a thrill. So uh, it's, it's that way with meditation. I think people should, uh, if they're having a hard time getting started in meditation, to realize that this is an asset. I mean, I will say a lot more even important than golf, you know, because yeah. it helps you in a deep, deeper way. and. <laughs> It helps you in all areas of your life. Um, and I'm thinking the meditation actually helped me with golf, by the way, because I, I do believe it. I was able to be relaxed and kind to myself. And I think that helped. But that's a side story. Um, but also to stay motivated and to get with it and to know that practice is what you need. And if you mm -hmm. suddenly have a tough meditation state, don't worry, stay with it. And, you know, my program, I think, could be a big help, just like a golf yeah. pro teacher. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what, I actually can totally relate to that being a uh, newer You're a meditator golfer, and a golfer. And I'm yeah. a meditation yeah. golfer. Yeah. You know what, here's, here's one tip that I also will say. And what I think meditation does is it 
helps you have kinder conversations in your head yes. when you're when you are messing up at something yes. whether or not it's yeah. golf which can be you know like sometimes you're going to play great and sometimes you're not but um getting up there and practicing makes all the difference but i do think it makes me a kinder not only to people around me but kinder conversations inside of my head so exactly you know right. what that could relate to exactly what we're talking about yes. today because we're, ta we're talking about freedom freedom from the pain from the past freedom from guilt freedom from resentment freedom from toxic relationships freedom from self-condemnation those are those kind of conversations that we have that are not really good that we have with ourselves right, right and right. freedom for self-doubt so let's dive into today's discussion Todd because I just you know that is perfect right so let's talk about pain and why it's an inevitable part of our human experience I mean you know when you say that we tend to hold on to past hurts which closes off our uh off to our closes ourselves off to our life energy so yeah. Why don't we talk about that, the life, why it closes us off and why pain is an inevitable part of our journey, right? It is, it's just, you can't get around it, you know? Nope. And if you say you don't have pain, then man, I don't know what life you're living, but. Then you're numb. No, it's true. Um, <clears throat> wish I deal with that too with people. I help them deal with numb. And meditation can help with that too. But uh, no, look, we all have uh, hurts because things don't go our way, you know? I mean, our partners don't treat us the way we want them to. Uh, sometimes our careers aren't going, or the day, one day particularly doesn't go the way we want, or we get into traffic jams, or we have a health issue that comes up. And so there's all kinds of things that happen in life. It's just part of being human. Uh, and, uh, we the key is to not get caught up in the pain it's you know and you know i know what we, we could talk about forgiveness like when interpersonal pain right so we have interpersonal pain that's one kind of pain right, right. that's the, it's the pain that we maybe are focused mainly on this this month and interpersonal pain is inevitable too so when yeah. when we get hurt uh we tend to get an inflammatory response just like if i get physically hurt you know, mm -hmm. like I fall or something, the, the knee swells up or whatever part swells up and gets red. And, uh, maybe there's a black and blue. It's the blood, you know, mm -hmm. collecting in that area. It's, mm -hmm. it's what happens when we're inflamed. Emotionally, it's the same thing in a way. It's, uh, you know, we get inflamed. We get uh, swelled up in a certain area. And then, and then there's a hardened area. We protect ourselves to protect our, whereas the physical, we protect our tissues. Emotionally, we protect our wounded parts. So if a person hurts us, the wounded part of us gets protected by a callus and we could become calloused. We could close down or we could get very uh, reactive and hyper-reactive and fight and yell and scream too. That, so those are all protective ways of dealing with the hurt. And I do, processes like eye movement desensitization and reprocessing to help people with trauma to help them move through it which is which is a big part of what i do and a big part of my practice meditation is a parallel to that to me i've learned that meditation is a way 
to access the part of us that transcends the hurt. Like when the hurt is at a certain level and meditation mm -hmm. helps us go to a deeper level that gives us some perspective so that we're not always reacting in the pain level. You know, the fight or flight, fight or flight over and over again, you know, closing down hurt or some people just stay closed down. Uh, or but, they ruminate or, or they, they ruminate they, because they, ruminate. they feel guilty. I'm one of those. I'm a ruminator. Right, right. I feel guilty because, oh, yes. I hurt somebody else or I did this to somebody else. Or it must upset. be my fault. It must be my fault, me. which people take responsibility for things that are their faults, but sometimes for things that aren't. And, yes. and, and so meditation gives us some, you, I love the word, I mean, freedom. I mean, during yes. that 20 or 30 minutes, in my case, usually 20, 22 minutes or so of what I teach, the meditation is a, is a moments when you could be free of being captive by the pain in any way mm -hmm. shape and form so that when you're out of meditation you've had an experience that gives you some perspective and you're also able to respond outside of the pain reaction it mm -hmm. might actually set off a healing process with that other person because you're not mm -hmm. in it so much you, you're just not in. I'll tell you a funny story about that my wife and i would go to this yoga class and this yoga class this yoga teacher was really geared towards meditation it wasn't one of those hot yogas or there's some yogas that are really like mm -hmm. a workout this was not it was it was a challenge appropriately to us and we stretched but it was a lot of meditation so we would i would come it was a 5 45 p.m class i'd come from my office she'd come from home we'd meet there we'd hug each other we'd lay down our mats next to each other and we'd do our yoga there was one morning we got in a fight and we were so angry at each other and i went to work didn't talk to her all day didn't connect oh. with me i i went to the yoga class we didn't even look at each other we were really mad we didn't look at each other I took my yoga mat and I put it on the opposite end of the room. <laughs> That's true. And so, well, so we, it was an hour class. After the hour class, I rolled up my mat and I moved towards her and I looked at her and she looked at me and almost at the same time, it was like, what the heck were we fighting about? And we embraced each other and that was it. It was, it, it was like this yoga med meditation. By the time we got through it, we realized we were in a totally different state of mind. Yeah. And we weren't caught up in it. Like we were coming from a deeper place, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it just was irrelevant to mm -hmm. our deeper connection. And so that was it. And we, I love, know. I love that. It's one of the things I love, you know, about working with you and hearing you talk about all this stuff because you're real. You, you've got 30, you know, you've been married to Sherry for how, how long has it 38 been? 38 and a half years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you have the same, same things that every couple goes through. And from your experiences, I mean, you, you, you practice what you preach and, and that's, and you let your experiences guide you, I think, to whether or not it's meditation or whatever, but you can, you're more relatable because you have these Thank you experiences yeah, and sure. i'm sure that anybody listening to this can relate to <laughs> yeah i had an argument with my spouse and maybe they didn't go to a yoga class or meditate 
But I think one of the things about meditation is it gives you this container. I'm a meditator too, right? Um, to actually look at these thoughts from a more detached yeah. point of view. So if you're dealing with, right, guilt, hurt, self-doubt, all these things, you notice them, but you notice them in a way that don't trigger you so much. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. And you have access to that part of you that wasn't wounded. There is a part of us that was wounded, but there's parts of us that that are not. It's 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 uh it's the part is that of in us. your subconscious? I'm curious because I know you know a lot it's about that. For, but now it, I'm curious. It's hard to, I mean, yes, it probably, you could say it's part of the subconscious, but you know, there's different, there's another um, kind of approach that I used called internal family systems with some clients. And they talk really very clearly about that we are made up of different parts, right? We have, we have uh, these, the, the, we have the wounded parts, right? Some of them are deeply wounded at a young age, some just wounded day to day life, whatever, but the wounded parts. But we have these protective parts and there's several kinds of protective parts there's the managers that keep us together and strong and hide the part of us that maybe feels inadequate so some of these people become they overcompensate they have to be successful the perfectionists and whatever that's the manager part there's also the firefighter parts those are the ones that uh detract uh that dis distract us from ourselves maybe these are people that are acting out maybe they drink too much or they gamble too much or they even infidelity can be part of that sometimes. Mm -hmm. But in the system of internal family systems, they also say, and then we have a self with a capital S. And the self is that part of us that we all have that is that is beyond the wounds. They so use the same terms. It's, and they use the, a lot of C words. It's the part of us that's courageous, uh, compassionate, conscious. Uh, confident. I'm thinking I'm missing. Uh, there's others. It's like nine C words they use, but this is part of us. So that's very analogous to what I'm saying is that there's yeah. parts of us. Yep. Whether we call it in the subconscious, it's just a, it's a part of us. Like there's a seed of wellness that's in us. There's a seed of health and healing. There's a seed of unconditional love that when we access that, that it's easier to let go. It's easier to forgive others. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to forgive ourselves because we realize who we really are deep down. It's just that we get wounded. And oftentimes when people hurt us, they're coming from their wounds. And when we hurt others, we're coming from our wounds. And that's part of the human experience, but that we have this place we could go that is absolutely wow. uh, a, a big capital S self that could do okay, that. Okay, great. Because I know you talk about it a lot. Like, it gives us the, the access to the, our part of our in ourselves that is whole and all of that. And you just distinctly described that yep. to the audience. So what you said is that meditation really gives people access to that part of themselves that they need to draw the strength from or the guidance yes, from. and the courage from, all of that, yes. Okay. Okay, courage. awesome. Forgiveness is courageous, you know, to be vulnerable oh. again after yes. I've been hurt. Mm -hmm. It's courageous. And if we could tap into an area that isn't caught up, it's, it, may, it gives us, it's almost like the lock 
the key to the lock that have imprisoned us from pain. So we get yeah. freedom from the pain. Wow. Wow. That, that's really the reason why you combine all these healing modalities into your practice, which, you know, is really different than a lot of people do these days and meditation. So if there's people listening out here, you know, the big takeaway is, is that you have this whole part inside of you and meditation really helps people access it. Absolutely. That faster, right? Yeah. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Okay. So let's go into the next question. I mean, that was just that we could have just ended the whole podcast right <laughs> now. Know. That was that was I get really on deep. That was I, like I love that. So let's talk about like the pain. Let's really dial in on the pain that happens when we get stuck in toxic relationships or patterns and how we can break from them. So again, I think that this whole conversation we just had about that part that's well inside of us or that had that whole probably applies here too. But I mm -hmm. want you to explain it specifically around um, um, toxic relationships oh. and toxic patterns. Sure. That, okay. So Toxic patterns, similar to when I use the word dysfunctional, usually is when we're in relationships where we can't be our true self. Can't we, there's not room for us to express our true self. We're oftentimes mm, thrust into a tiny role, like mm -hmm. I need to be the rescuer, or I'm the dark black sheep, or whatever the role. Um, uh, toxic intimate relationships, there's oftentimes gaslighting where a person yeah. feels like, what's wrong with me? But they feel stuck. I feel like they can't move. The other person's really good at making you feel like it's your fault, like you said. Oh, yeah. The person goes, oh, maybe it's me. Um, and so, you know, if we could do a process like meditation, where our goal for 20 minutes or so is to sit still and to practice, the word practice, is important, not being distracted by our thoughts. In a sense, practice losing our mind <laughs> just for 20 minutes or so, so that we could just be. Uh, we, we come out of that oftentimes with that courage. It's sort of like my wife and I in the yoga class, right? We go, what the heck were we caught up in, right? And mm -hmm. it was a toxic pattern basically. Mm -hmm. It's not a toxic relationship, but good relationships have toxic patterns still sometimes. And hopefully the better the relationship is, the more we could heal quickly and repair them, right? So that was a, right. an example of a repair. Well, what what happened? I mean, I, I'm all for communication. I teach couples communication all the time. Mm -hmm. But in this particular case, we didn't communicate at all. I was on the opposite side of the yoga classroom. <laughs> and yet my own internal process help me have a clarity, you know, so that we break, broke out of the toxic pattern. If you have a toxic relationship where someone is not willing to grow, not willing to shift like she did and I did, and they're just stuck in their ways, and the only way to be with them is to be what they put onto you, and it feels terrible, then having a meditative practice helps you give you the strength to break free of it whether that break free means 
you stay who you are and they have to shift or it means seeing them less often or totally severing the relationship, the meditation can help you access that part of you that is has the has the confidence to take care of yourself. You, you get in touch with your self-compassion. And, and, and when you're in that place, then when you come out of it and you see this toxic pattern, it's like it doesn't fit anymore. It's like, ooh, yeah. I was in yeah. this really self-caring, loving place just by sitting quietly. And you doing that is not resonating with me. Whereas before it did, because maybe I had my own, I've learned to, to have self-contempt as I meditate and I learn self-love and self-acceptance unconditionally, the toxic pattern doesn't fit anymore. It just doesn't fit. And so it's going to have to change. That person has to grow or I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> that's what happens. Right. And sometimes it only takes, you know, one person to make that shift. And Absolutely. then everybody Absolutely. shifts in the relationship. Those are the happy yeah. endings, right? It is. And I see many of those happy endings, and, but it's happy either way. It's better. To, it's great if the relationship can shift and you can grow and you can be with that person. If it, you're talking about an intimate relationship or you can have a relationship with your mother or whoever, or your sibling that it used to be dysfunctional, toxic, and now it's not. Yeah. But the, in a way it's happy if the person's not willing to shift that you're free of it. Yeah. You're free of being controlled by it emotionally. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's big. That's big. Well, we've got two more questions that we're going to go through. Actually, we've got three more. we got a lot on this topic today. But before we dive into the second half of this podcast interview, I want to just take a moment here because we've got some information for those of you who are interested in building their meditation practice and having an expert guide. Um, who is um, experienced in both meditation and self and interpersonal healing, Todd has a program. It's called the Meditation for Self and Interpersonal Healing Program. You designed, Todd, this program to help people, um, couples and individuals be more open to closeness and depth, decreasing reactivity and developing more relationship harmony and love. And it works whether or not both parties are meditating because like we said it only takes one person to change and it's not about changing you but it's more about giving as we've talked about the access to the part of you that is capable of more intimacy more vulnerability less reactivity more love including self-love forgive less less doubt um less guilt all those kinds of things so it is um it is really, really uh, an amazing program. And again, you don't have to be in a relationship for this to work. It can help you with your relationship with your partner, of course, your kids, your parents, your friends. It just, it filters out into the entire world. And I know too, that for me, just being able to take that 20 minutes to meditate and truly rest, it's like, you know, it's just a big, big help for anybody. So um, Todd recently, he had um, had a program, I think you did a special session last month. And one of the participants, hi, he had, he had something that um, he wanted to share in your program and or that he, he, he shared about how it's really helped him. And I really want to um, 
share this with everybody. And let's just, let me just take a minute here and paraphrase of what he just said. He said, you're giving us stuff in this meditation for self and interpersonal healing that we never had as children. You're helping us open up to our inner resources, that inner self, right? Something that our parents weren't able to teach us. And that really goes along with everything that we have talked about. And this program is just 47 bucks a month. You get two guided meditations, plus you do a practice guide. And the topic changes every single month, kind of funnels through all kinds of topics that people need help with, want help with. Um, and we have a special going on. I think you can sign up now for just 47 bucks. For, and it, you, at the end of the three months, you can choose to um, cancel your membership or you can continue. And I think one of the things that's been so awesome is that everybody that has signed up for it for the three-month trial, which I've got the link in the show notes for you, has said they're going to stay because they get so much benefit out of it, especially when you do those uh, retreats, which Todd does a special retreat, 90-minute retreat on Zoom every other month where you meditate together as a collective and you talk about um, uh, topics that are relevant to what people are going through right now. So again, it's a great value for just 47 bucks. You can join Todd's uh, meditation for self-healing and interpersonal healing program. And the link is right below. So Todd, is there anything else you want to add to that for our listeners? Yeah. Well, I've, I've noticed, uh, the, the, the people that do the program, uh, consistently are giving me great feedback. The more they do it, the better the feedback. So it tells you something just like my yeah. golf, the more you practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I've, another person said that, he, he, he said, I was a little skeptical at first. I, I, I tried doing this. He's another person that went through my recent life retreat and said, uh, but I did it and I started getting benefits and I look forward to it every day. Um, he actually signed up for a year and right. But um, he, he just, uh, he's really into it. He goes, but if you don't do it, you don't know the benefits. So it's exactly. kind of one of those things. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, like I said, every month's a new theme and you start at month one and uh, you progress from there. I wouldn't say, I would say you, once you, every month is, is special unto itself. It's not like you have to be more advanced in month three than month one. It's all about just doing it. And, and it gives you access and there's different, what I call internal postures to help you achieve those, those, that sense of self, that sense of knowing that yourself and experiencing yourself at these uh, liberating levels. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So two, two, two veteran meditators here, we both know the changes that it's made in our lives and not even just that, it's just like the ceiling every day of well-being so it's a it's a good self-care yeah. gift that you can give to yourself it's less less expensive than getting a a, a, a massage or anything like that you know a lot less a lot less a lot yes. less but the benefits you know you every single day so 
Again, we've got that um, link down in the show notes for you today, but let's go on and kind of talk more about the concept because you you talk about that. Um, I've heard you talk about this in the program itself, the concept of our higher and lower selves. You talk about that. And I think that that's very important, especially when we're talking about forgiveness this month, right? Mm -hmm. So um, how let's talk about the concept of that and how being able to access your higher self can help break free from a toxic pattern or a toxic relationship. Well, you know, people in the in the fields of meditation and spirituality mm-hmm. hear that, you know, you'll see this in books, you'll hear this, what people call, talk about your higher self, whatever the heck that means, and your lower self, whatever the heck that means. So I try to make it real practical for people. You know, the lowest self is the self where we're trying to survive. Uh, yeah. We're in survival mode. Uh, we're reactive. And um, the higher self is a self that's free of trying to survive it's actually the when we're coming from our higher self it's that part of us that um, doesn't have to fight or compete with others to be okay they're actually uh, recognizing we're all connected on some level and that uh, you know it's it's this whole part of us that that realizes a win for us is when we're loving others not beating others and I'm, i'm all like the sports and all that but that's great but actually even the most successful athletes, if you really ask them, their life, their their intent is to just have the joy every moment of playing the game. And the outcome is they might win, but they're not doing it just to win. They're actually not, even though winning feels great. But, um, but those that really come from their higher self uh, play better. So that's the part. It's the part that's free of survival, free, We're not going around all the time. Um, now let's talk about forgiveness, for example. Okay. Yeah. From, from the lower self, you hurt me, and I have to protect myself. From the higher self, it's, yeah, I was hurt, and I'm not denying that. Uh, but uh, you're a human being, who's who's you know flawed, but loving in your core and i'm a human being that's flawed but loving in my core so let's connect you right. know so uh it's it is it is um it is the creative part of ourselves we're not reactive i, I i've said this for years there's a difference between being reactive and creative they're actually opposites to me the reactive person doesn't create anything they're just reacting to the other person we react i react you react i react you react but the creative person says, what do I really want to happen here? Yeah. What do I really want? What in my deepest part of my being, what do I want? You know, most of us healthy people, relatively healthy people, in the <laughs> deepest part of our being, we don't want war. We don't want to make war. We want to make love. And so the higher self wants to make love. The lower self um, will want to make war when they're hurt. The higher yeah. self wants to make love when they're hurt or not. That's one so that's, way of saying it. That's really help, helpful. Like if you have, like you said earlier about your little, your, you know, your tip you had with Sherry, where, you know, that's a toxic pattern. And everybody probably has those things come up, mistakes they make, whatever. But what if someone is stuck in a toxic relationship? Yeah, okay. 
you can't just go and say, okay, you know, there's yeah. a point where yeah. you have to say no more and yeah. you have to yeah. break free. You, yeah. you maybe try it and yeah. then they keep going, you know, they're a gaslighter. They just keep, you it, can't you break know, it. You, 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 I, you've both said this a lot, but you said it, uh, this, this, you said it takes one to make a change. It is true. Right. But, you know, if I want, it takes, if I ask my wife to dance, it takes one to get that going. Right. But if she says, no, I'm not going to dance, then it's silly for me to keep dancing. Right. So I, I could, uh, I stop. If I really want to dance, I got to find another dance partner, I guess. Right. So that's, that's true. I mean, in toxic, when we, when we have, when we're really in a very a toxic relationship, the first key is to have a better relationship with ourselves. So we're not so stuck in, like we talk a lower self, or we could say our fear based self, and we can access the courageous love based self, which then says no, no more. So I have to be able to say no, mm-hmm. no. Uh, being self-compassionate sometimes looks like being kind and open. Sometimes it's that's self-compassion. When you're in a toxic relationship, nope, uh, I'm done with that. That's what it looks like. And so, you know, again, meditation, among other things, but definitely meditation can be one of those phenomenal tools to help us access the parts of us that are able to go, no. And, right. that, and once I say no, now I've given that other person a choice they didn't have before, because before they thought, oh, I could do this and you're still there. But it's like, no, I'm a believer in ultimatums. I am. I think ultimatums can be very helpful. It's like, mm-hmm. well, e- either you go to therapy with me or by yourself, let's say, and make a change or we're done. Yep. And I have an attorney right here that I'm going to call. I'm just giving that as a real life example. And right. the other person is like, now has a choice. And if they, if they choose their own toxic ways, then now you have to respond to that. Yeah. But meditation helps us do that when we have to. Awesome. That leads me into my next question. Forgiveness, it's an important part of that healing process, right? Yeah. So, um, and again, you, you know, it's all part of whether or not you stay with them or whatever. But will you please share like why forgiveness is really more about helping you off the hook, right? Mm-hmm. So for those people that are leaving or, you know, a relationship, whether it's a toxic relationship or they're committed infidelity, but why it's letting you off the hook and it's not anything about letting the other person who hurt you off the hook. And again, I've heard this, you know, I've heard this, I've had this said to me before, one of the best revenges in life is living a great life. It's true. It is very <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I mean, people, when they say forgiveness, yeah, a lot of people say, I'm not going to forgive that person. And there's reasons for that. Good reasons, actually. They don't want the person to get away with it. They also don't want to feel like, wow, what happened to me doesn't matter. So right. those are things, those are things that are very, I'm, it makes sense to me that person would not want to forgive under those circumstances. So what I try to do is say, well, what really is forgiveness? And forgiveness is letting go of letting go of the pain inside of me that is attached to what you did to me. And that doesn't make us foolish or, or dumb. You know, if I 
let go of the pain. Ah, and I feel good. Maybe that still means I still don't want to be with you or you need to work on yourself in order for me to uh, have a deeper relationship with you again. You know, I need my space until you do that. But I, while I have my space, while you're trying, while trying to work out that toxic pattern that you have, I'm free of the pain. Yeah. Just, that person's still on the hook, in a sense, by to work on themselves, not to be punished. Because, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> people have natural consequences. I mean, the natural consequences of of you saying I'm free means they're forced to make a choice, and now they have to deal with it. Um, yeah, but but it, to what what else you said too is, um, I do believe that some people might seem like they're off the hook legally and economically, but they're not cosmically. In other words, a person who has committed consistent hurtful acts towards others is never happy. Never, I've never met a happy narcissist, for example. N- narcissists no. are not happy. They may have moments of "I got you" or "I'm great, look at me." but they're very short lived. They're not really happy. So as a person uh, is faced with the choice, do I forgive or not? Um, they, they, I would always encourage them to choose forgiveness because it's about letting go. And, you know, we have to do it in a gentle way. Mm-hmm. And in my meditations about forgiveness, I always, you know, say language such as, um, you know, forgive to the degree that you're able to, or forgive to the degree that feels right to you. But we have to realize that forgiveness is always in the direction of letting go of your pain, not letting the other person get away with it. I, I, I totally, I mean, I think that's the key right there. It's letting go of your pain so that you can go on and live an amazing life. And mm-hmm. I can say that from my own experience. Yes, you've gone through. Right, gone through where... infidelity with a former partner and you know what, I had to go beyond that to get to the life I really imagined for myself. And and, right? and be open to the good relationship you're in now. And that's exactly really, that's really the benefits of forgiveness is that makes you make room for an open heart. Uh, and that doesn't mean you open your heart to someone who's dangerous, but that you open your heart because it feels good. And then you still have an intuition that says, is this person trustworthy? <laughs> you know. So again, meditation Those lessons frees us. that you carry carry forward. So why don't you, um, you know, do you have an example, you know, of a couple where you know forgiveness, whether or not they're still together, but where it, you know they were able to forgive and go beyond, whether or not they're still together or not, it doesn't matter. But I think if you can give an illustration then that would be really helpful to anybody listening to that conversation. As a person whose main specialty lately has been dealing with infidelity, I have hundreds and hundreds of examples. So (laughs) let me choose one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. And, and, you know, forgiveness uh, is hard because if I forgive you, you know, I'm just thinking, I, I am thinking specifically of one couple right now. A good example, it just popped into my head, right? So he cheated He cheated with someone he works with, but that had a friendship with the wife. And this woman was a very manipulative person, probably aggressive and had a plan. But yeah. he used to come to the plan. Yeah. Um, 
I have another couple of same exact story, but I'm thinking of this one in particular. And you know, it was really hurtful, obviously. And yeah. she was ready to divorce. And when they saw me, they were ready to divorce and uh, helping them through the therapeutic process, but also meditation. Uh, she is opening up her heart to her husband, but other things are happening, you know, so she is forgiving herself, forgiving him, I'm saying, and forgiving herself actually for staying in the relationship and giving it a chance and recognizing that he's worth it because he's doing all the right things. He's working on it. He's letting go. He's committing. He's communicating more openly. And yet she said, and he has got a decision to make. You still work there. Oh, they're both teachers and they both work at the same school. And mm-hmm. so there he's probably, he's going to finish out the term and he'll either ask her to leave nicely. He can't make her, or he might leave, even though he has a very established uh, work relationship with the other uh, teachers and the principal. And even just, he, he's a, he's a name at that school, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a difficult choice that he might have to make and he'll, he's willing to make that choice. So his wife could feel good. So, but it's an example of she's forgiving. Yep. But she's not, she's still being sensibly protective and saying, I trust you, but still she's really there. And I'm not sure when she's going to come at you again. And it doesn't feel right there. And so, but, but her forgiveness is allowing them to get closer. Every time I see them, they're getting better and better. And now he's got a decision to make on how he wants to deal with this situation wow. at the, in the school environment. Wow, that's pretty complicated situation but the fact that remains that you know the forgiveness is like the you know first step but the fact that he was willing to do the work right yeah Yeah, that's that's key like you know again for anybody you know that's when you're staying in the relationship but when you're not staying in the relationship you still have to practice that forgiveness but that's really for You 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 could forgive someone and not be with them Exactly. You could forgive someone and not like them, but you want to <laughs> forgive them because it's yeah. your, you want to let go of the pain inside of you. You don't want to make it your problem anymore. It's bad enough you went through it once. You don't have to keep going through it. You know? So again, it's a process. It's a yep. process, but it's still a process where the end point, or at least what you're moving towards is becoming freer of that pain. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's I think it for today's, this has been one of our longer conversations we've had, but that is it for today's podcast interview um, about forgiveness and healing and breaking free from toxic relationships. Again, if you want to know more about Todd's uh, meditation for self and interpersonal healing program, which will really help expedite um, learning how to forgive and heal yourself. You can find the links right below in the show notes. Todd, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll be back again next month. I don't even think we know what we're talking about. We might <laughs> next month, but you know what? I think we have a list somewhere, but it, it's, it's bound to be something <laughs> that, is. you know, it's gonna be good. the listeners are going to want to hear yep. about. So thanks sure. so much. And we'll see you everybody next month. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. 
For free resources and materials, head over to toddkrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.